again, you tennis fans out there. This is Jack Brody, and uh, welcome to Living at the 45. Today, I'm I'm, I'm here live, uh, not live, but we were going to record this, and I'm here with Haytham, and uh, I can't pronounce his last name very well, so I'm not <laughs> going to even try. And, and, and Haytham is the inventor of something I find really fascinating, uh, Tennybot. And, and I'm going to actually share the screen with you. Say hi real quick, Haytham, and then I want to show him something. Hey. Hey, nice to have you on Living at the 45 today. It really is. Uh, so you. let me share the screen, everybody, and let me show you what I'm talking about, because I find this really fascinating. This is his website right here. And uh, and it's pretty neat. And it's really like the Roomba of uh of of tennis ball pickups i mean it's it's so incredible it's, and i've thought about it a million times and here's how it works you can see this is their home page and you can go to tennybot.com and uh it's basically your ball picker upper so if you i mean it's like a roomba if you want to practice your serve or practice against a ball machine i guess or even hit you know drop feed this thing's there scooping up the balls. It's it's somehow intel. We're going to learn about it today, but it's somehow intelligent enough uh, to, you know, maybe avoid getting pounded by a serve. But <laughs> I don't know if it can avoid the ball coming at it, but it certainly is pretty neat the way it, it picks up all the balls. You don't have to do anything. And it looks pretty stealthy. It looks easy to manage, lightweight. It looks like it's got great wheels. And it's something that I told Haytham, I've been thinking about, you know, most of my uh, tennis pro life. I'm like, God, I wish I had something to pick up the balls like a Roomba. And <laughs> and I guess, I, I hope I'm not insulting you by using the word Roomba. No, no, but, it's actually a great way to describe it. Thanks, first of all, Jack, for having me uh, on your show. I really appreciate you. And uh, yes, so it's, it's a good way to describe it. It's basically like Roomba for tennis. It runs around the court, picks up ball, so that players and coaches focus on what they enjoy, which is hitting the tennis balls, going through the drills, practicing serve. For me, it was born out of frustration. It was like day after day, I love the sport of tennis and I really enjoy playing and practicing, but I always hated the picking up balls part. Every time I rent out a ball machine to go out hit with it, I spent 20% of my time picking up balls and instead of actually hitting and getting better. Serve is my weakest shot, and but I never get to practice it because it's very painful that once I finish practicing, I need to pick up balls even more frequently now. So uh, this is when I wanted to buy something, but there was nothing out there that can do this autonomously. Everything out there, I had to manually stop playing to go pick up balls, which makes it a bit faster, but still I have to stop playing. So this is when I started thinking and tinkering about building something to solve this problem. Shortly afterwards, a professor here in Auburn University introduced me to my co-founder, Lincoln. Uh, he was finishing up his master's in robotics and control systems. And we hit it off, and whenever we were not working on the tennis ball, we were playing tennis or table tennis or pickleball, <laughs> but you name it, we are we are playing. Usually we play doubles, so we are usually on the same side. And uh, yeah, this is how tennis was born. We started working on it uh, a couple of years ago, and we continue to make improvements, progress. We shipped a couple of patches to early backers, and we continue to implement their feedback, improve the product, and try to make it the best possible uh, device out there so people can continue to play tennis and have fun. I'm sure I'm an I'm an inventor myself, but my stuff's very low tech. I mean, this is way <laughs> this stuff is way above my pay grade. But but yes, we're always making improvements as well. And you know, and and even though you're excited, the first one you build, 
and I, like we were with our swivels, you know, we have those uh, that we uh, sell to people training, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they just, we keep making them lighter, better, swivel, exactly. better, more waterproof. Everything's better, better, you know, and, I, and, you know, and going through lots of mistakes to get where you're going. But like I said, mine's very low tech. All my stuff's low tech and yours is, I would say very high tech. I mean, the only thing we have now is a ball mower, but you're right. You still have to go over there and pick it up and then bend over. I mean, I got to admit when I'm teaching tennis, you know, seven, eight hours a day, I kind of start to feel like a mule. You know, you know, you just start picking up the balls and you're like, this is my life. This is what I'm doing. 10% of my life picking up tennis balls. So I, I think it's a tremendous product. You know, it's interesting because back in the day, back in the 80s, Vic Braden had his his main court right in, in Southern California. Mm -hmm. On his main court, he had it built. So it was sloped down quite a bit. <laughs> and then all the balls would spill into one spot and then it would somehow roll in and then you'd pick up the basket. But that's a lot more expensive uh, than your sport. <laughs> and you can't take it anywhere. It's only on that one court. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, but I mean, but it just goes to show you how frustrating balls picking up can be to the point that he built a whole court around that concept so he doesn't have to deal with it. Yeah, I think so. another issue with picking up balls is like I would say the other thing can be frustrating on the tennis court other than picking up balls or maybe your backhand hitting it down the line. But at least your backhand hitting it down the line, when you miss it, you hit it more, it actually adds value. Your backhand gets better the more you practice. But picking up balls, there's no value add of picking up more tennis balls. It's just time wasted. And instead of spending that time talking with your coach or actually hitting your shots, you have that time wasted picking up balls. So that's, I think, the main motivation for us with just trying to make the tennis game more enjoyable for ourselves. And lucky for us, turn out a lot of people share that uh, frustration or lack of enjoyment of picking up tennis balls. Yeah. No, I think it's brilliant. I really do. And especially how lightweight it looks. I mean, on that video on your homepage, tenabot.com, it's it's very uh it looks very stealthy you know lightweight it looks like the wheels are very nice and solid everything about it looks just very high quality thank you sir yeah we spend a lot of time working and, and making sure we test every element anywhere from transporting it the size we wanted something that can fit in our cars you know uh, and the trunk of our cars small enough uh discreet enough like you said so it doesn't catch a lot of attention, but at the same time doing his job. Wheels, we went through, honestly, I would say like maybe 40 to 50 different types of wheels, testing them and seeing which one. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, me too. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But obviously, you understand the, the, the struggle because you want to make sure what works, what doesn't work. Some of them are lighter, but doesn't have the same wear and tear resistance. Some of them That's right. Tear, but too heavy. So I went through a lot of iteration, but I think we are very happy with, uh, with the one we chose because it has the best mix of being lightweight, but at the same time handles the abuse of going different on the curbs, on the asphalt, on the grass. So yeah, it's, it's a, you obviously understand the, the, the work and the effort that goes into it, developing something, regardless high tech or low tech, it involves a lot of iterations, but the end results, you like you said, you're very happy with it, but you're automatically right away thinking, what can I do to make it even better for the next version, you know? I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you can always you can always make it better. It seems like. Um, well, I got a couple of pointed questions. Number sure. one, uh, I have a, uh, have had trouble with my product on clay because of the dirt. 
now we finally think we figured it out. And, and so now, you know, we have channels, so maybe the dirt can still get into the product, but not nearly as bad. Mm -hmm. uh, so I usually just tell my pros, Hey, you're best off on hardcore. But now I think we finally has, have the iteration that works on clay. How about your product? Can it work on clay or does the dirt mess it up? Great question. It works on clay. It's funny. One of the first things when we started thinking about this product is we needed to figure out a mechanism, whether to pick up balls or to move that doesn't get impacted by clay. It was a personal issue for me because every time I rent a ball machine at my club, the old ball machines will always clog up and jam up with clay. And then they tell you, oh, actually, don't just use the clay anymore. Just go to the hard course. But I like clay more. It's just smoother on the knee, easier to slide. You get the whole experience like you're playing. Uh, it's just much more enjoyable experience for me personally. And I know a lot of tennis players prefer clay over hardcore. So this was in the very first beginning. What can we do for the mechanism? So we went with a roller mechanism, uh, similar to you would find some of the baseball shooting machines. We didn't want to use any vacuum or suction because this enemy number one is clay for it. So we went to this mechanism that doesn't get impacted. The drive mechanism, uh, we had it totally insulated from the rest of the robot. So it doesn't matter what clogs to it, whether it's clay or dust or debris, at the end of the day, it doesn't get into the robot. So we made sure those mechanisms are fully insulated. So first, not only they can handle clay and dust and debris, but second, it have no impact on the product itself. So it was very uh, core part of the early design. So it helped us to be able to work on clay. That being said, we also added an anti-jamming mechanism for the <laughs> baking up balls because you never know. It can be the best mechanism in the world, but at the end of the day, you will have a dead ball, you have a wet ball, you have an oversized ball for some reason, but you don't want the product to stop baking up balls. So it will detect it and anti-jam it and kick it out, uh, out of the uh, tiny ball. So this also- That's brilliant. Thing. That's thank brilliant. You, thank you. Thank you, sir. It, we learned that the hard way because- you would get the drive baking up mechanism working perfectly. And then you have one odd ball for some reason, it was too wet or too dead or too much clay on it. It wouldn't get picked up. And the whole idea, uh, uh, we experienced this with different ball machines. You kind of stand there waiting for the ball, it doesn't come. And then you walk and the court goes there. And right by the time you get there, start shooting. Then you run back again, trying to get those balls. So we wanted to eliminate that part of the experience for the tennis ball owners. Let me ask you another question uh, that came to my mind, which is, um, is it a storage as well? Like, let's, you know how you have a basket of balls you yeah. take with you. Do you yeah. need to still have a basket or is this thing, enough? does it, can you, will, the, and, and that's the other thing. How many balls will it pick up and will it store the balls? Like, can you pick it up and then bring it into your car with the balls inside or you always have to empty it? Great. Uh, great. Two questions. The first one, it can take 80 to 90 balls. Uh, at one go, it comes with a, in, in addition to the plastic uh, bucket, it comes with a net bag in it. That net bag comes with four magnet snaps. Once you take it out of place, you can put another one, you can close it, it comes with a draw strap, so you can use it to store the balls, you can use it to move the balls, you can keep the balls in it indefinitely between your practices and your matches, so you don't need another device. Okay, that's really, that. that's big. You know, uh, another thing, of course, that comes to my mind is, you know, I don't know, uh, are you a tennis, have you been a tennis pro or are you just a lover, a tennis player? Uh, I would say I, I'm a very serious amateur tennis player. <laughs> I okay. love the sport. I started yeah. playing back in the day when I was a kid, back in Egypt. I'm originally from Egypt. And mm -hmm. then after I came to the U.S., I kind of like got back into it. I started playing 
uh, like amateur tennis tournaments, uh, leagues uh, in, sure. in Alabama, and I volunteer for tennis tournaments. I sit on a tennis court. I just enjoy being around tennis so much. You know? Yeah, it's a very addicting sport. Listen, I was a baseball player when I was a little kid, and then I got introduced to tennis around 10 years, 9 years old. And yeah, it's addicting. It's really addicting. People, you know, and that's why they're called tennis nuts. That's why I always say, you know, welcome <laughs> to tennis nuts, because you got to be a little nuts to just want to hit that ball all the time and, and just, and you know. And to it in the right time, anticipating where is the ball going to land and what's the play. It's so much fun goes into it. It's uh, so, so much layers to it other than just hitting the ball. So that's what makes it very enjoyable sport for me. You know, I still call it, and I never hear anyone else call it, but I still call it the king of sports because it really is. You, you, yeah, I you do that. all, you do you do this side, you do the forehand, you've got the serve, and yeah. then there's touch. And then there's, you know, once you get to a certain level, then it's all disguise. How well can you disguise exactly. your shot? I, I, you know, I do think it's the king of sports, but, um, um you know, another thing that crossed my mind was, you know, and, and that's why I asked if you were tennis pro. Tennis <laughs> pros are not known, and, and and you guys out there don't 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 chastise me for this, but <laughs> tennis pros are not known for you know Diamond Jim Dan, Diamond Jack Brody. We don't toss money around. Now I'm I'm a little strange in that way, and most of the people that are yeah. that are members of my um, my uh, you know tennis situation, my tennis mm -hmm. club. Uh, you know, they're not that way, but many tennis pros are like, Hey, you know, look at these, uh, look at these tennis shoes I bought four years ago. I'm still wearing them. And I'm like, don't brag about that. You know? So <laughs> I wonder sometimes if they're just going to be too cheap or do you think it's going to go more for the player or more the pro? And then I guess the next question is have any big clubs or big shot tennis pros been using the product? I'm just curious. Great question. So we have been seeing half of our traffic coming from individuals like players, people who have their own tennis ball machines, have those, I don't know, $400 tennis bag, this nice tennis racket. But we seen the other half coming from clubs, academies, and uh, coaches who buy this because they see the value add for their players being able to save them time and for themselves. Like you said, they're just sick of picking up tennis balls and feel it's another differentiator. I see your point definitely about <laughs> tennis Coaches it's just the way I mean, listen, even the coaches and I laugh about it, you know, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of an inside joke, really. You know, I think the golf player, you know, golfers, I think they spend more money, uh, you know, at the 19th hole, you know, drinking than a tennis player does in, in a month. You know, <laughs> you know, you're lucky if you're lucky if you're playing doubles and one of the four partners brings a can brand new can of ball. <laughs> so, you know, that's why, you know, cause I know the price tags up a couple grand, yeah. which I think looks very fair to me when I think of all it does, I think that's pretty good. You know, I mean, it's, it's not bad. I didn't know what to expect, but I kind of expected about that. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no, I, I think for us, definitely the way we look at it is definitely there'll be some skeptical. Some folks will be saying, no, this is, Teach them discipline. Kids have to learn how to pick a ball. <laughs> sure, sure. They'll say that too. Yeah, but there will be people who will say, oh, okay, that allows me to get 10 more minutes per lesson. Uh, this will allow me, let's put it this way. Obviously, if you have two or three bros in a one tennis club, if you are a kid showing up for the first time in the tennis club, you don't have any emotional identification with any coach or you don't know them personally. And then that person, all those coaches are paying like 100 or 110 bucks an hour. And one of those coaches, you don't have to pick up balls 
the value proposition become very clear. So over time, we think this will become a commodity. The same way, like if that coach allow you to see your shots after the match, or that coach allow you to hit more forehands bare lesson, the moms and the dads and the kids who are taking those lessons, they start saying, okay, I'm paying that much money for lesson. And you, the coaches see this and make jokes about this all the time, that a lot of times the parents would run on the court to pick up balls quickly so that the kids keep playing and hitting more balls. So you start solving this problem for them. So we see that obviously it will be some adoption, like every new product and every new idea. You're going to have folks who are very excited right away and some people will take them some time and then some folks will say okay i have to get it because everyone else have it you know i think you'll do well i do i i i look at this product and i and i think yeah me even my lessons i charge upward of what you were saying and it's a yeah. little I, you know i guess it could be seen as expensive and um and I can tell you right now, most of the parents, when they come to the lesson with their kid, let's say, they're picking up balls because they want an hour. They want an hour of instruction. They don't want they don't want fifty minutes. And let's face it, if you're giving an hour lesson, I'd say about ten minutes is spent picking up balls. So if you're paying one hundred and fifty an hour, you want to have an hour, and that's exactly. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially also, it's not like this is time where the coach is sitting with a player talking about strategy. No, each one of them on both opposite sides of the court picking up balls. And I remember I used to take a tennis lesson. I would be uh, screaming on the other side of the court, telling my coach, hey, so what did you think about my forehand? And he's picking a ball and I'm picking up ball because I, I know there's a lesson waiting for him right after me. When I have a chance. So even if we're not hitting, we just get to sit to talk, analyze my lesson and talk about what went well and what do I need to work on. I'll take those 10 minutes any time of the day over picking up balls, you know? Yeah, I hear you. But I'm curious, where do you hail from, Haytham? Where do you live? I'm originally from Egypt, but uh, I came here in 2009 to get my PhD from Auburn University. And I loved it so much. So we stayed in Auburn after we graduated, me and Lincoln, and we have been working on the tennis since then. We based out of Auburn, Alabama, uh, home of Auburn University. And this is where tennis is based out of. Well, you will have to we'll have to visit in person because, you know, I go to Birmingham a lot. Oh, really? That's like two hours away from here. I go about uh, well, I go twice a year and I, I do a USPTA. I speak there and then I I'm at Inverness and a couple of very nice clubs over there. Um, and I'll have to introduce you to these guys that I work with. And they're not these guys are not cheap pros. These guys, <laughs> they, they're not. They spend money on their stuff and they make good money. And they have a high quality, I would say the highest quality programs in the area. And one of them is the pre president of the of the USPTA Alabama. You may know J.C. Uh, Crawford. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very nice guy. And I love their facilities. Their facility is so nice. One of the nicest facilities I've seen. And I traveled around. So I really like the facility. And J.C. is a very smart guy. Well, next time you go, look at his... Um, look at his banner right as you get into the club and then right, right on the court. It's yeah. got Brody tennis right on it. Oh, wow. That's nice. Definitely. Next time. Uh, hopefully I'll be hitting out there in a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll, I might send you a picture when I take it. from. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love going over there. I'm, I'm good friends now with JC. I've been to his right. club, I think five times, maybe six, uh, at least five times. And it's just always been a, a fantastic experience, yep. you know. And, and that's, that's great. Yeah, we definitely would love to have you if you're anytime in town. We would love to show you around our facility. Well, next time we, yeah, I'd love to see it. And next time I'm out there, uh, especially if I'm speaking at the USPTA, I'll encourage them to bring you on board Perfect. so you can show the pros uh, you, what you got. Because 
Yeah, it's it's really um, like I said. I think it's going to catch on. Um, thank you, thank you. You'll have to get past the barrier of price, and and not every pro is going to buy it. It's not going to be yeah. for everyone. Of course, of um, course. But I think the pros that invest in themselves, you know what I mean? They invest in new balls. They invest in my products. You know, mm -hmm. pros that invest, I can see them investing in this for sure. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, like you said, I mean, when you take an hour lesson, you want an hour lesson. <laughs> yeah. You know? Also, it will stay, once you see it in action and once you see the value add, it's very hard to justify not doing it, especially from, like you say, the mass start adding up pretty quickly. We have a calculator, I think, on our website where we are showing the coach how much money and for the players, how much time they're saving per lesson. It depends how many lessons they are taking, how much they are paying per lesson, but it pretty quickly starts seeing how quickly the numbers adds up. If you take a lesson every three months, yeah, sure, it wouldn't matter. Or if a tennis coach is teaching one or two kids per week, then it might not be worth it. But if you have like multiple lessons a day, you start seeing the numbers add up. And it's a very cool gadget to show that value add you are adding for the player because you're always trying to stand out and differentiate from the other guy. Because me personally, I'm pers I'm going to be emotionally attached to the coach I'm taking lessons with. But if you are someone coming from the street, doesn't have anyone, he doesn't know anybody, I think the value for them would be, I'll go with the one who's providing the most value since I don't know those people anyway. You know? Well, you should definitely, when you get to Birmingham again, take a lesson from JC. <laughs> he's very, he's, we, we're very different. He's very different. Well, that's why we call our, you know, this show, Living at the 45, only our, our group knows the in, inside, you know, not joke, but the inside <laughs> meaning of living at the 45. But uh, yeah, I think you'd enjoy him. And he would really, I think he'd be very impressed with this product. And he'd be the type of person I think that would go for it myself. Thank you. Thank you. Sir. Uh, how many courts would it go over? Because he's got 16 courts, yeah, but he's uh, got, uh, very often he has three that it, will it go across three courts. Yeah, yeah, we we have the same setup. Uh, we have, I think, here in the airport, we have it like two courts uh, in different bays. But right now, if you are remote control, you can go anywhere uh, with it. But if it's autonomously, it only do one court at a time. So it do one court. If you move the station, because the station tracks the rover, so it needs to know where it is. So if you want to do remote control, you can pick up those anywhere, uh, any court. But if you want to do it autonomously, it needs to be on that specific court. And then once you are there, you can move it to the next court. I see. Now tell me, I saw you put something that looks like my speaker here. Uh, you put that on the net yes. post. Yes. Tell me, explain to me how that all works. Sure. So the way the rover works autonomously, it needs to know where it is. It needs to see the ball. So the rover comes with a camera on top of it. This is the robot that makes a ball. But also it needs some sort of navigation. So we use that station. We call it the station. It's like literally the same size of your speaker. It goes into the net post. It tracks the rover, create heat maps, showing it where it is, tracks it in real time, detect white lines, do the calibration. And uh, by able, being able to detect those white lines, it tells the rover where it is in real time or in near real time. And then see clusters of balls so that the rover can go mix it up. So this is what it does. Because the alternative, when you think of the tennis is almost an autonomous outdoor autonomous vehicle. So if you want to start doing it without the station, then you are pretty much talking about sensors you would find on a Tesla or some of those cars. But this will get very expensive very quickly, and that will choose the price point of the rover much higher. So that's why we wanted the station. Luckily, we went this route because the station started becoming an exciting element in the sense of it's fairly simple. It takes a few seconds to put on the net post, and it at the same time tracks the rover and show it where it is in real time. So we were very glad we went that direction. 
So, so the actual, the brains are in this, are in this uh, speaker or in this thing that you put both, on the net. But both they have but, brains, but they both communicate in real time. I see. So the rover itself, what's picking up the tennybot that's picking up the ball, uh, you say it has a camera. So what does it do? Detect a yellow ball or detect yeah, a cap, yellow? Great, great question. So yeah, the camera the rover detects the near tennis balls. If something close by within four or five feet, it adjusts its navigation and picks it up. But the cameras on the station is the ones that telling the rover where you are in the big picture on the court, you know. Wow, I tell you what, I, I mean, man, I, I could have used you when we were making some of our stuff. I mean, you really, what did you major in in college again? Thank you, I, 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 I did uh, civil engineering and, and then I did my MBA in business uh, at the same time towards the end of my PhD and Lincoln did control systems and uh, robotics. Yeah, I can see that. Is so. I take it this is your day job. This is your main. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That's what we do every day, all day. Me and my found my co-founder Lincoln, and we have another six people working with us full time now. Fantastic. You know, I have a um, I have a partners page on my site with um, you know Sports Ed TV and oh, uh, and 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 really a tennis tribe and. Uh, and some, I'm um, just got doing a thing with water drop uh, for mm -hmm. hydration. But uh, man, if people are looking for it, I'd love you to become a partner because I think you know I have serious pros. Like I said, it costs money to be in my costs money to be in my situation as well. So I only get the serious good pros, and all of those guys teach forty to sixty hours a week. Wow. And I think they would be the type that would really uh, flip over your product. Sounds great. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah, definitely. It sounds very cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, but after this, we'll have to chat on the phone and you'll have to send me all the links and all the things that I need to, to show our people. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's, and it's so simple. I mean, like, I'm thinking, what other questions? I don't really have too many questions because it's quite, <laughs> no, really, it's quite, it, it's quite a necessary product. Everyone's thought about it. You know, I mean, literally, I can't imagine you're the first guy to think, I wish I had a Roomba on this court. Exactly. So, I, I mean, you've just done something that everyone's thought about and, and you've done it really nicely. Like I said, I've seen the product not live yet, but I hope to in the next uh, six months, hopefully, because yeah, I'll be hopefully. back in Birmingham in the next six Perfect. months. Yeah, I would love to. I'm making plans now uh, for the fall. And um, yeah, I'd like to see it in action. Uh, let me ask you, how? what's the weight of it? And, and is it waterproof? Let's ask some uh, of the, yes, it's, you know, it's the big questions. It's, it's great questions. Uh, 25 pounds without the tennis balls. So it's smaller than what you would do on an overhead in a Delta flight, fairly uh, manageable. And uh, it is waterproof in the sense if it starts drizzling on the court while you're playing, you can take it back to your trunk without worrying about it breaking. But I wouldn't recommend leaving it outdoor like any other electronics product. You want to leave it out in the rain for a sustained amount of time, you know. Uh, 25 pounds. It sounds like a lot, but I guess if it's on the wheels most of the time, the only time you ever pick it up really is to put it in your vehicle and take it out of your vehicle. Exactly correct. Yeah. Think of it like a suitcase. It doesn't matter how much you put in it because you're rolling it on the ground the whole time. It's only when you left it up this one time to put it in a, uh, in a trunk of your car. And certainly if you're a player or you're a pro 
and uh, you're on the court and you're playing, you know, and you, you need a tenant bot, you better be in good enough shape to put it in and out of your car. <laughs> At least once a day. At least once a day. No, I love it. I can't think, I mean, I can't think of any spoilers myself. I think it's great. I, I'm, I'm even thinking about my own club. Unfortunately, in my club, we're only around uh, playable for six months of the year. Oh, we don't we don't have indoor courts yet. I see. I see. We're yeah, talking see. about it. Nice. So the other six months, I travel and not by car. I I, I fly <laughs> around. Yeah. So I don't think. Well, that's a good question. Can I bring it on a plane in the overhead bin? Uh, it will fit. Uh, so far, we have been uh, we have been like whenever we travel with it, we just put it in a suitcase or a box and basically check it in. Oh, you put it in a box and and then you put it, you don't do a carry-on though. We don't do carry-on. We never try to carry-on. We always do it at a check-in. I think because it's a new device, I don't know how would they handle it in the airport. So we, we put it as a check-in package and usually it's fine. No worries. As long as your package is well. Man, I'll tell you what, if I had a Tenny bot, uh, I would definitely try to carry it on. I mean, I don't even <laughs> like that. I don't even like putting my rackets and my gear <laughs> and yeah. my low tech, my low tech things. I don't want it in baggage while they're tossing it around. <laughs> I still all my stuff I'd rather take with me on the flight. Yeah. But I understand. No, it totally makes sense. That's funny. Huh. Is there anything that I might miss, might have missed here that, uh, you know, because you don't know what you don't know and your product's so new to me, but like I said, fantastic, really. But is there anything that I could have asked that I should have asked? No, it's all great questions you asked, covered a lot of ground and uh, I really enjoyed that conversation. It was very fun and I really enjoyed getting to know you and I'm looking forward to seeing you in person soon when you come to Birmingham. If you can make it, I'll, I'll have you to drive up to meet. But if you can, would love to show you around the office and this place. I, I might do, we might do both, Mike, because I want to get you on the court. If you're out there taking lessons and you're not living at the 45, <laughs> there's a lot you need to know. And yeah. uh, I invite you to come look at our uh, site, brodytennis.com. I think you'd enjoy it. Of course. Happy to, yeah. Thank you so okay. much for taking the time. Enjoyed it. It's been my pleasure, Ethan. Nice getting to meet you, and I'm really impressed. And uh, I'll 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 pump up the good word. Like I said, I'll get it on my site, and we'll um, and we'll we'll put this this video everywhere, and then the audio on all the podcast stations because I do think it's, I think it's it's time it's come. You know. Oh, oh by the <laughs> way, does it pick up pickleballs too, or only tennis balls? For now, only tennis balls, but soon, soon. <laughs> okay, who cares about pickleball anyway? <laughs> Tennis is tennis is the king of sports. Pickleball, I don't know. It might be a rook or a, you know, something like that, but it's definitely not the king of sports in my mind. That's for sure. That's funny. That's funny. Thank you, sir. No, 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 definitely a tennis man, sure and sure. So I understand. Well, Haytham, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for, for chatting with me today. Enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. And we'll be in touch. And everyone, you know, check it out. Tenibot.com. T-E-N-N-I-B-O-T.com. And it's pretty cool. You'll, I think you'll like it a lot. Thank you, Haytham, thanks again. Thank you, Sarah. Have a great so day. So long. Bye-bye. <laughs>